Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports. The Final Frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the saint. Did you really think that after absolutely blowing your butt out in game one. Did they blow their butt out? Yes, they blew their collective butts out to try to get that win. Oh, their weekly mission to provide hot takes, medium takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before. Take me to Flavortown. Luke Anderson. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. Will Darkens. I know what you're thinking. What will the butt test tell us that the <laughs> nose test didn't? The Sinner and the St. Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Map. just turned into a gigantic Mexican. And 1080thefan.com. Hour two. The Sinner and the Saint. If you missed anything from hour one, shame on you. How did you not know we were on at noon today? It's been all over the news that we're moving our show for this week. We know what time the kick is next week. Nope. Utah, Utah hosting Oregon next week. Did you know that? I did know that. Utah Ooh. looks like they're scaring away an upset. They were down to Arizona in the first half. Today. You you said something that they took control back in your Sports Center update. They're up twenty one seventeen. It's still a one score game. Well, they were down by three. I know. I, they were they were down by seven at one point, weren't they? I think so. Yeah. So Arizona, it's giving them a fight. The Fighting Jed Fish has got some. Uh, <laughs> Got some uh, gumption. The fighting Go. fish. The fighting. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. The fighting fish. Yeah. If you were from like, uh, I don't know, the Fremont fighting fish or something like that. <laughs> you get the alliteration. I'd be like the Fayetteville fighting fish. I was going to say, you don't have to work in alliteration with everything. You could just I be the fighting fish. Going flying fish. Yeah, but like if it was a Portland flying fish, if that ends up being our football team. Yeah, you could be the Montana fighting fish. Or, nah. Yeah, Montana's there's a lot a of fishing place. there. Yeah. That makes sense. You don't need the alliteration is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just saying it's better with when you have the double, mm. you don't need the alliteration for all things that I, that I agree with. But when you have, when you have flying fish as a, as a name, yeah, it might as well triple F. I see. I'm just saying, do it. All right. We talked about it. This, if you missed our one, this is Will's take on the emotional stance of your Oregon Ducks and your Washington State Cougars. All the pressures on Oregon. Mm. You've got you've got to win every game. I mean, if you want to make it in the college football playoff at at this point, 
it feels like anything less than a playoff berth is a failure for the Oregon Ducks. Ooh. Oh, is that too far? I might be a little Did I too, go far. too far. Now let's go back in our time machine. You want to hop in with me? Oh, yeah, I suppose so. Make room. Let's go. A Make, couple. Why is the thing so tiny? And what is that smell? Uh, Got to save some money. Okay. Go back a couple weeks. Go back to just before the Ohio State week. Yep. What was the narrative? The narrative? Yeah. Was. They're going to lose. Oh, yeah, I suppose so. I mean, oh, but I thought you meant the season the season outlook. Uh, it was. They're okay. going to lose. Sure. Now, it, it depends on can, by how can, much. If they yeah. can give them a good fight. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, once they beat Ohio State and beat them convincingly. Yep. Uh, you know, it wasn't a blowout. It wasn't. Barely. It was just a solid win. They beat it Ohio was State. not a fluky win by no, any no, stretch. No, no, no. They solid outplayed win. them. Yep. Right after that, the narrative shifted from this is a very young team that is one year away from being a perennial college football playoff Ooh. contender with these two recruiting classes that yep. were ranked in the top 10 to now you got to make the college football playoff. You have to. Okay. It's going to mean something for the Pac-12. It's important for future recruiting for Mario Cristobal. Now, either way, all those statements are correct, but I just find it interesting that a lot of Oregon fans and a lot of sports fans in the Northwest completely shifted their tone on the Oregon Ducks once they beat Ohio State. And when they lost to Stanford, which is completely predictable because that's what Oregon does, they lose to Stanford sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That's what everybody does. Yeah, it's it's do. very yeah. rare that you have a perfect college football season. Very rare. Yeah. Especially when you don't have a, and maybe I'll get burned on saying it, you don't have a star player. Well, they, have, they don't have a star quarterback. No. But they have, I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau is a star player. Now, but man, having he, a defensive player be your best player. Well, sure, kinda, but, but, but you know, but I mean. you could say, well, and also you have him injured for the, you know, midway through the first game. You, you don't do. have him for Ohio State. You, you, you get him back finally for Stanford. Then you don't have him at the end of the Stanford game because he's tossed out. Uh, for a targeting call. So yes, but yes, your star playing being, being a defensive player is very different than having a star quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I would say star quarterback, even, even more so than having a star running back, oh, having yeah. a star quarterback in college football now seems like a prerequisite, even well, I mean, I guess the, the star of the team last year for Alabama was uh, Devonte Smith, but still, and Najee Harris is your running back. And Mac Jones is a first round draft pick at quarterback. So even Alabama is now doing it with a star quarterback, even though Mac Jones is not that wasn't the most electric player on that team. He was still very good and is playing on Sundays now. Yeah. So yeah, I can, I can see, I can see what you're saying there. So now we've got, we've got three games left. Uh, so you're saying that, yeah, if if you can win out, great. Make the college football. That's fantastic. You don't feel like there's any any urgency in the fan base, though, because I guess that's where I'm coming from. I'm not an Oregon fan. I'm not an Oregon State fan. I, I do root for the Pac-12, and I'd like to see Oregon get in there, but it feels like Oregon fans are now in that, like, we got to win. We got to win mode. Just just buckle down. You've proven that you're the best team in the Pac-12. Everybody else has shown that they're just yeah. eh, okay. Yeah, you you got to win these games. Yeah, but like any other fan, they're a prisoner of the moment. I mean, yeah. what was oh, the Oregon whole... State got caught up in that? Holy oh, cow, yeah. this oh, year, yeah. man. Most definitely. But I mean, you think about too. Uh, now, who's the who's the young and behind Anthony Brown? Ty Thompson. Ty Thompson. That's it. Now, what were we hearing after Anthony Brown was having some less than great games early on in the season? People said, "Give me Ty Thompson. Yep. I want Ty Thompson. We got to get him in." It wasn't so necessarily about the idea of. We got to win now, but it was more, look, Ty Thompson, 
He was one of the top 10 quarterback recruits in the country when we got him. Mm -hmm. Let's get him out there. Let's get him some experience. Let's see what he can do. You know, Anthony Brown is just, it's over. He's as good as he's going to be. Well, that tune changed once Anthony Brown started to stabilize a little bit. And, you know, Joe, Joe Moorhead started to adjust the offense a little bit to understand that, look, Anthony Brown's not a game breaker. Very capable quarterback. Sure. He, at times, can make very good decisions. He, at other times, cannot. That's a college quarterback for you. <laughs> yeah. But he's not He's not going to be a world breaker. He's good. He's good. He is good. Yeah. So, I think this whole idea of you got to get into the college football playoff, obviously, you want to. Sure. But, at the same time, just take some stock in where you were at the beginning of the season. Everybody said, again, this team is about one or two years out from being that just perennial you know, competing with the SEC type team. Those recruiting classes, they're still freshmen. There is an insane amount of freshmen that are starting. And in fact, sophomores, yeah. And sophomores. And in fact, one of them who got hurt, Justin Flo, yeah. at the very beginning of the season, that was considered a major blow to the defense. I have never heard of a team who started a true freshman who then got hurt and they said, that's a major blow to the team as well. As that's very in, rare. The, in the one game that he played. Well, you have to remember that he, he was did not, really good. But he did not start the season. Mathis was uh, out that's for the season after yeah. the Fresno state game. So yeah. he was going to be a piece that was going to rotate in. You were going to see how good he was. He was definitely raw. Oh, he was but, good though. But boy. you put him in for, for the, the one that he played. You just went, Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, man. And see, that should be a, that should be a beacon for what you got going into the future. Yeah. And so, you know, take this season for what it is. This is a very, and I, I thought this the other day too, about uh, Oregon and the season that they're having right now. It's a very odd and peculiar one. If you got into the college football playoff, it would just be odd and peculiar because you don't have that, say, Justin Herbert you had when you made it to the Rose Bowl that one year, or that Marcus Mariota that you had when you made it to the national title game and yep. to those uh, Rose Bowl games and everything. Even with the Chip Kelly years, you had LaMichael James, who was nominated for a Heisman Trophy. You had that star player. You had that beacon you pointed to and said, that's our guy. Kayvon Thibodeau, I get it. I understand. The guy's a freak. He'll go probably first in the NFL draft, but it's a defensive player. It's hard to equate that to something that like is a face of a team. What did you just say that the these recruiting classes are putting are creating in Eugene. You said that it's an sec like team and mentality you that they're trying, that they're trying yeah. to build. Right. Yeah, yep. But, but you compare them to the sec, the sec does this all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm watching the, the Tennessee uh, Georgia game right now on the television. Mm -hmm. Who's the best player on the offense for Georgia. Who's their star. Ooh, JT Daniels. Probably. Yeah. No, <laughs> sure. Dude, it's their defense. It's <laughs> yeah. their defense. That's they have correct. not given up more than 13 points in a game mm -hmm. this year. Yeah. They do not have a star player. Who's the best player on Alabama right now? Uh, Bryce Young. Like they yeah. don't have a star player right now. They're number two in the country. Like yes. And Bryce Young, I, I kind of yeah. shrug at, yeah. I know he's the leader for the Heisman, sure. but I'm just kind of like, I really, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. But, but, but right now there, I mean, first of all, this, this year is peculiar, not just free because who's the best player in college football. Who's your favorite for the Heisman Trophy right now? Dude, I have no clue. That's exactly. I was having this yeah. discussion the other day, too. Yeah. Like, I feel like I don't know who the hell to give the Heisman to. So, so yes, it's a strange year for Oregon. It's a strange year for college football. So get into the tournament and anything can happen. Right now, you've got a 7-7 game, Tennessee and Georgia. Tennessee's knocking on the door, moving the ball down the field. Is it impossible to beat Georgia? Who, what's their best win? Um, Honestly? Yeah. Arkansas. <laughs> 
There now, you go. And the other reason Arkansas was their best win was because there was so much hype leading up to I, it. I remember. You could argue it was Clemson uh, with 2020 vision sure. at the time because yeah. it was a, it, I mean, mm-hmm. that was when we all thought Clemson was a lot better. Exactly. Uh, but the Arkansas game, just because there was so much hype behind it of like, this is it. We just beat A&M. We're Arkansas's back on top. Let's do I remember, I think Georgia was up like 20 to zero yep. after three minutes. Yep. Now <laughs> they blocked it, two puns and I'm not saying it'll happen. Ten- Tennessee looks competent in this game. It does. Sure. It does not look like a team is uh, the, uh, the Tennessee team is outmatched by any stretch. Yeah. They're watching. playing at home. Yeah. yeah. For, it's a first quarter of a college football game. I know that a lot of times it's a battle of attrition. If Tennessee wins this game, what it does is it creates an cool. elimination game because Georgia probably won't drop that far. As long as they don't get blown out, they'll probably still stay in the top four. Well, but, they'd probably go number two, I would guess. Well, yeah, yeah, but, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. They're not going to drop. They're not going to drop out of the thing. What they do is they create an SEC uh, title game, play-in game, which is which is what we want. But man, college football is just weird. Get into the tournament, anything can happen. It's been a while for the Pac-12. That's why I'm rooting for Oregon. All right, we still haven't gotten to the actual mechanics of this game. Why don't we do that next? And I got to touch on the Jimmy Lake thing. Oh yes, what? So Jimmy Lake news. Yes. More ducks, and we'll get into your uh, your little beavers. We'll do that next. Center and sink, ten eighty the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the twelve precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mike, check. Mike, check. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. 
All right, the entire break, Will Darkens was reading with eyes wide open and intrigue and then gasps occasionally. And you've been reading about one James Paul Lake, an American football coach for the University of Washington, it says here on his Wikipedia page. And uh, he goes by Jimmy. What is going on with Jimmy Lake? We know he's suspended for this week's game because he uh, had a uh, had contact with a player on the sidelines last week against Oregon. Uh, what's what's new? Uh, Mike Varela of the Seattle Times, who did come on with Dusty and, or AJ and Dusty earlier this week, is reporting that apparently Jimmy Lake faces allegations that he. Uh, the headline says shoved a player in 2019, but I will read you the entire account, which is a little uh, distressing. Uh, this was, let's see, when Lake, then 42 in his sixth season as a Husky assistant, entered the locker room in Tucson, Arizona, and began to yell and walk down the rows occupied by offensive players, eventually approaching Quentin Pounds, a veteran wide receiver, five eyewitnesses told the times in separate interviews, quote, Lake comes in on just a complete rampage. Pretty much picks up Quentin pounds and throws him into a locker. One eyewitness said the lockers were wooden lockers and it was violent. It really caught everybody by surprise and was just unprompted. He did that. And then he just went on a tangent about how the offense needs to start playing better. What? Isn't he the defensive coordinator at this point? Apparently. Yeah. 2019. Yeah. So picks up a player and and throws throws him him into into wooden lockers. Yeah. Well, here was my thought. You have, you have him suspended last week because he, he, you know, makes contact with a player on the sideline. And, and I talked to, you know, a, a few college football fans this week that said, ah, it didn't seem like that big of a deal. Jimmy Lake is not doing very well as the head coach of the university of Washington. And in the win loss column, the perception of the team uh, seems to be an issue. Uh, his coordinator hires all the things that we see from a football. You've, you've heard them all, right? The reason they're investigating him in is because they're seeing if they can fire him and not have to pay him. Yeah, that's correct. That's a reason they suspended him. They that you don't suspend people uh, in that position unless you're going to do some digging and see. Eh, can we get rid of this guy? Or you're doing it to save face for something that wasn't that big of a deal. Here I point to, and this is sad, Sean Payton and the Saints. They suspended Sean Payton and the Saints because they truly felt like it wasn't a big deal and that they were going to bring him back anyway. Oh, you're talking about the bounty gate. The bounty yeah. gate. Nah. Yeah. He, they, they did. They, they did bring him, like, they did bring him back. They brought him back. They, and they were gonna do it anyway. They go, This yeah. is not a big deal. I don't know why everyone's freaking out. We'll just suspend him. Uh, yeah. Well, they 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 did have there were fall guys for that. They yeah, were sure what they are. did was they made sure that it was on Greg Williams yep. and, and all of those things. But this is not this is not that. This is not something that was dug up. This is this is an off uh, a in game thing that happened. But Here's a comment that I made uh, in response to anybody that goes, eh, it didn't look like that big of a deal. You're on the sideline of a college football game. In 2021, if you're on the sideline of a college football game, is there a camera on you if you're the head coach? Most likely. Yes. All of the time. There's one guy's job is just to keep the camera on the coach. 
at all times. So if you're willing to go and smack a player, however, you know, you perceive that if he's willing to do that on the sideline of a major college football game, what does he do when nobody's watching? What is his temper when it's a, a coach's meeting and they're going through, you know, the, the game plan for it. And one of his assistant coaches doesn't agree with him. What happens when he's in a film session and he sees one of his guys out of position again and again and again, how does he respond to that? Was he doing a practice in a closed practice where somebody is, is making mistakes you go and you have this investigation and go, all right, can we get rid of this guy? I think if you're university of Washington, you're looking for an excuse to get rid of him. That's just my thought. Well, I think you're correct, but also I think that what is kind of a little bit uh, distressing about this report from the Seattle Times, which again is reporting from uh, Mike Varela saying that six eyewitnesses are coming to the Times saying that at an Arizona game back in 2017, Jimmy Lake, 19. or 2019, I'm sorry, yep. 2019, that Jimmy Lake picked a player up and just threw him into a locker. Uh, you know, what's distressing about that is that that was two years ago before he was the head coach it was before he was the head coach and then they gave him the position full well knowing that this happened because if it did happen during a game six people didn't see it the whole team saw it <laughs> yeah right? well, well six people might have watched it happen yeah. everybody knew that it happened right yeah. six people were willing to confirm that yeah that happened yeah uh, that you hired him after that. And that also the other part that's a little distressing is that Chris Peterson, mm -hmm. uh, knowing that that happened because come on, <laughs> I thought it was okay to anoint him yeah. head coach. I mean, essentially he anointed him head coach. He said, you hire that guy. I'm giving you my word. Chris Peterson football, yeah. uh, you know, college football's dad. <laughs> quite honestly i mean really chris yeah. peterson is treated as like a moral high ground in college football he, he's one of the more reliable trusted personalities and entities in college football and so he basically knowing that conceivably said yeah give jimmy lake the job and then even after that this happened so it's a little distressing that the university of washington seeing all these things happen continued to give jimmy lake chances and that once again, something like this comes out and very much so in public Yeah. because I know that a lot of people, especially former football players are saying that what happened at the Oregon game is like, nah, come on now. Yeah. I've experienced that when I was so-and-so. Well, you know what? There's a lot of people from that era who are effed up people today. <laughs> and you know why they're effed up people? Because they had to deal with football coaches and they had yeah. really toxic surroundings that formed who they are today. What, I've what met you, former NFL and college players picked up a player next to you and threw him into a locker. That would freak me out. Yeah. Dude, I've been dressed down by coaches before and I have no problem getting yelled at. Yeah. Now, Suke was talking about this too, like with the whole Texas thing, that whole video that came out of the Texas assistant coach who was screaming at everybody after yeah. a loss because they were laughing on the bus and everything. That ain't anything. Yeah. Who cares about that? Um, because, you know, they're going to yell at you and that's fine. Now, if they're going to like, pick me up, yeah. throw me into a locker or hit me and smack me on the helmet from behind. I, I have a problem with that. Sure. Because at the end of the day, the power dynamic between me and you, me speaking as a player and yep. you, the invisible coach over there, it's tipped in your balance. And it's a very delicate dance that we're playing here in that I am, a, I'm an 18, 19 year old kid and you're an adult man being yeah. paid millions of dollars to do your job. You're essentially the state's highest paid employee. Don't do that. 
what I'm doing for you right now is a very nice thing. I'm playing <laughs> for free, essentially. I'm getting my college paid for, but at the end of the day, you're getting paid way more than I am. Yeah. Don't do that. The more you do that, the more distrust you sow in the program. And the more that you put out a bad name for college football, because I'll bet you anything, people in Washington who are reading this in the Seattle Times, the most popular paper in the city, who have no idea about what football is, are saying, the hell's going on over there? Well, yeah, well, I think <laughs> the, the I don't know, I don't want to say it's funny necessarily. This is a guy that came out at the beginning of Ducks Week and said, we're too smart to go after the, <laughs> the were, recruits that Oregon yeah, goes after. You are completely we're, right. Yeah. And we're, we're not the, uh, you know, we're not the Neanderthals. They are down there in Eugene. And now it's coming Boy. out. Like it's just the, yeah. it's been a week for this dude. Yeah, I mean, and and th there's there's plenty of people in college football that have turned an eye to worse things, and we were talking about Jerry Sandusky and Art Bryles earlier in the show. Somebody the, on the text line, Mike Rice Jr. Yeah, remember that whole thing? Sure, but catching there, him on tape, just but there there shoving are, dudes. Yep, there are worse things that has happened than picking up a player in and throwing him into a locker in college football, and I'm sure there's plenty of instances yeah. where people look the other way. Doesn't make it okay. No, that's the whole point. All right, well, Jimmy, like. Getting deeper, getting deeper and deeper into this hole. And uh, I, I always thought it was just a matter of time uh, before this that he's gone. And now it feels even more inevitable. But we'll Boy, who takes that job? I mean, you got to oh, fire him take now. that job. Yeah, yeah you fire him. Uh, there's a lot of people that still want that job. Yeah, University sure of Washington. That? Yeah, University of Washington. University of Washington is a good college football job. Let there me, are let me how many? Yeah. Are you, do you? I mean, there are how many college football programs in this country? And you put Washington in what? The top 50? Top 30? Top 30. Top 30 jobs? May, yeah. So uh, let me rephrase that question. Uh, who takes that job that Washington views as worthy? Now, think about it for a second. Jimmy Lake's probably as good as gone after this sure. season. What jobs are open? Florida's open. Yeah. Penn State's probably going to be open. Florida State is probably open. open. Well, Florida State's open. LSU's open. LSU's open. Yeah. Where does Washington rank on that hierarchy? What? Bottom. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, the they're, SC job's more coveted than Washington. No question. Yeah. No question. Yeah. It's 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 not the top job in this cycle. There's no question about that. But a top 30 job, there's a lot of good football coaches that want it. I don't know that you'll be able to make a splash hire, I guess is probably your point. Yeah. They didn't They didn't with Jimmy Lake and the work. Yeah, pretty poorly. <laughs> uh, they thought they knew who the guy was. And yeah, e. uh, all right, let's get into the X's and O's. Uh, let's talk about this matchup uh, between uh, Oregon and uh, Washington State. If we have time, we'll look at uh, the, the Beavers matchup as well. Uh, let's do that next after this uh, scoreboard. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots 
of hot take. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. All right, one of the narratives that I keep hearing going into this Washington State game, I, 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 I'm with your assessment that Oregon has everything to lose and could end up playing tight. I, I get the idea that Washington State's coming in free. They've got an opportunity to do it. I look at this game in my mind, and I haven't watched every single snap of of. Uh, Washington State this year, but looked at him a little bit. One of the things that I keep hearing is that uh, Jaden Delora is the best, possibly the best quarterback in the Pac-12. I keep hearing that too. And that he is he is going to give this secondary fits for Oregon, and that's what you really need to watch on. I'm going to give you the, uh, the comp between Anthony Brown and Jaden Delora. Oh. All right. Completion percentage. 63.7% for Delora. Mm. 63.5% for Anthony Brown. Mm. Total passing yards. 1967 for Delora. Mm. 1895 for Anthony Brown. Okay. Average play. 7.8 for Delora. 7.9 for Anthony Brown. Mm -hmm. Touchdown. 17 for Delora. 11 for Anthony Brown, no. interceptions, seven, four. The long play is 60, 58 yards for Delora at 66 yards for Brown. The quarterback rating is 146.3 for Delora, 141.3 for Anthony Brown. Now, a stat you neglected to put in there was attempts. Sure. Well, no, I mean, I did completion percentage, but the attempts are uh, 251 for Delora, 241 for Brown. Oh, Complete, See, now that's interesting. Com completions, 160 to to 153 okay all right uh, i mean sacks uh uh you have uh seven sacks for delora so he sacked a little bit less uh than brown who's been sacked 12 times you've got a rushing uh quarterback in uh in anthony brown and not in delora anthony brown 92 rushes for 428 yards for a 4.7 average delora does not run the ball very often mm -hmm. 30 attempts for 78 yards only two six point six yards per carry. So I ask you in there, who's the better quarterback? You have a dual threat quarterback in Anthony Brown, whose numbers just slightly below Delora. Yeah. I don't know that you have that much to worry about with Delora coming in and blowing the doors off. I think you just have to worry about playing football. And you play your game, and I think I think you're gonna be fine in Oregon. Maybe I'm underestimating the threat, but no, I don't think so. And I think that's an interesting way to uh, compare the two players, obviously. Uh, I would say that just the eye test, and I know that's an incredibly subjective term, but the eye yeah. test would tell you Delora is the better quarterback. I know the stats would tell you something different. Uh, they, 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 don't say, they don't say that he's worse. No, they don't say yeah. that he's worse. And you would still come away thinking statistically, well, he's slightly better. But I think the issue that you have with Anthony Brown and why he doesn't hit that like real star quarterback status is – playing on two parts one joe joe moorhead had tried to make anthony brown a very integrated part into the offense very early on but i think that what you saw in the ohio state game was putting him in a box with certain yep. constraints and saying work within this 
and don't go too much outside of it. And it worked very well. He made very good decisions and not too many splashy plays. In fact, the best play of that entire game was CJ Verdell. Yeah. Breaking out some 50, 60 yard run. Well, no, I mean the diff, the difference between the two, he'll he'll sling it. Here's the difference between the two quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. At least I see in the narrative is that Dolores played what? 11 college football games. Anthony Brown has played, uh, let's see how many games he's played. Are you well, counting BYU then? <laughs> yeah, uh, BC, BC, yeah. Like he, Our BC thing. Yeah. So, I mean, he's played, he's played six seasons of college football, and, and this, is, this is the best you're going to get from Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown is having his best uh, season that he's ever had, and you've seen the, the ceiling. Dora is going to keep getting better. I'm not saying that he's not. I'm just saying at the moment, they're, they're playing right now. They're not playing in three years when Delora is a senior and has, you know, uh, uh, NFL hype or whatever it is, whatever his ceiling is. I don't think we've seen it yet. He's just starting his college football career. Whereas Anthony Brown is, this is, this is, this is all we're going to see from Anthony Brown. This season is his one season. They get to captain the, the Oregon football team. And here's where we are. I'm just saying in this moment, it's, it's just about going out and executing, I think for Oregon. And I think you can look at it from an X's and O's standpoint and go, Oregon has the advantage because you have the same quarterback, but you have a much better running game. You have a better offensive line. You have a better defense. You should be able to go out and handle things. But the, the narrative that the Delora is going to come in and he's, he's the one guy that's going to figure out how to, you know, just rip apart this Oregon defense that gives up a lot of yards in the passing game, but doesn't give up a lot of touchdowns in the passing game. Um, I just I, I find that to be a little bit uh, a little bit over exaggerated this week. We'll see who's right and who's wrong at seven thirty. Right so here. So give on, me your pick. I want your picks. Give me your picks, Luke. Give me your picks for like. Give me your stone cold locks for the week. I You'll have to wait. Oh, we'll do it in what to watch. Oh. That's next. Center and Saint, ten eighty the pan. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore's showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer, Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint. On 1080 The Fan. We're here. We finally made it. We're 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 getting through this show and we're to what to watch. Those moments, those little micro moments in the game that are gonna determine who wins and who freaking loses. Doesn't win. Yeah. You've got Stanford, Oregon State coming up at two thirty. Right after this show, you get to leave here and you get to go and watch your your Oregon State Beavers before no, you I stay here. Well, I know you do, but Okay. So why'd you say that? So you're here watching it. Are you are you here for the whole game? No. Oh, it's a pregame. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, you know you get to watch part of your game. That's true. So uh, 
What are you watching for uh, with your Beavers and Stanford? Since we haven't got too much today, I do want to hear your take. Well, it's obviously a defense. I mean, you fired your defensive coordinator this past week, and the performance you had against Colorado was absolutely unacceptable. I mean, you had momentum. You hit a 60-yard field goal. 60 yards. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't insane. believe that. Now, I love the call when Jonathan Smith brought the field goal unit out because I think everybody collectively in Beaver Nation just thought to themselves like, What? You mean the guy that just missed like a 40 something yarder, but I almost like within those, uh, what handful of seconds, 30 seconds, almost like resigned myself to say, all right, well, see if you can make it. <laughs> then he friggin' made it. Yeah, there you go. That is stealing complete momentum. You want another momentum stealer? You win the friggin' coin stars. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You should have just silenced Colorado at that point, but your defense couldn't keep up. They couldn't do it. And so obviously you make the move, you fire him, you up the, uh, you, you elevate Trent Bray, somebody who's been around the program for many, many years, who knows Jonathan Smith very well. You want to see if there's more energy on the defensive side of the ball. And this is the perfect time to do it. Stanford is completely off guard. They uh, have a slew of players injured. Uh, they just got destroyed by Utah, yeah. who Utah now is having trouble beating Arizona. I'm not going to try to guess why that's happening. <laughs> but it's the defense, defensive side of the ball. Of course, you want to look at the offensive side, too, see if they can mix up something in their run game being not as predictable. But that's what I'm looking at. Utah up 31-20, uh, by the way, now uh, going go. into the fourth quarter. Um, hey, man, Arizona gave Oregon yeah. problems early on. Yeah, so. well, the, the, the thing that, that I'm watching for, uh, no offense to your viewers, I'm seeing if Stanford has any fight left in him. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah. uh, David Shaw, I don't know if he's ever been on the hot seat, but now that no, everybody knows he makes almost $9 million and they're underperforming outside of the, the miraculous uh, final second victory over Oregon, they've had a pretty disappointing season. So I'm, I'm watching to see if Oregon, uh, if Oregon State uh, can get back on the, on the right track. But same thing for Stanford. Like uh, I would, I would be very interested to see uh, what is going on in that locker room if Stanford continues to tumble and what the conversations are. And David Shaw, who's been a great coach for a long time at Stanford, now mm. after dark, mm. Pac-12 after dark, seven thirty p.m. kick. Give me that. What are you watching for? What's the key to victory that. here? What's the what's that one little moment that you need? What's What's going to indicate uh, the result of this game more than anything for the Ducks versus the Cougs? Oregon secondary, my friend. Oregon secondary, Ooh, okay. obviously. That's going to be what everybody's looking at. Jane Delora, obviously a very good quarterback. Be able to sling it around. You know, we remember the script of what happened when Washington uh, State came to Otson, uh not last year, the year before that. And uh, boy, was it close. Uh, if I could... Uh, uh, somehow audibly show you the yeah, where you grab your collar and do yeah, that. Just do the yeah. and so yeah, I mean you're looking for the secondary to try to shut things down pretty quick and give this offense, which notably is kind of methodical. It's not very explosive Oregon's offense. It weighs on you. It is very much a uh, offensive line focused uh attack where as the game goes on they try to wear you down i think they were about to do that with stanford earlier this season if cj i honestly believe if cj verdell wouldn't have gotten hurt yep. oregon beat stanford so there's there's yeah. a lot of little things if, if, very much if so Thibodeau didn't get thrown out of the game if the passive if, if joe yeah. moorhead was not yeah yeah joe, joe moorhead suffering was from some yeah. illness yeah so yeah. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. Is can the secondary hold things off enough to give the offense the time they need to just control the game, dominate? Yeah, uh, I'm watching for two stats 
Time of possession. Time of possession and turnover. Can the defense get the ball, give it to the offense? Can the offense keep the ball? I think that's the biggest thing is, is yes, if, if Washington State is going to win this game, they're going to have some electrifying plays on offense and they're going to get plenty of cracks at it. If Oregon is is going to do things the way that they want to, I imagine they're going to get the ball, they're going to hand it to Travis Dye, they're going to let him pick up four yards of carry and just do that all day. Try to get 300 yards rushing, try to get uh, 49 minutes of time of possession. And when Washington State gets the ball, can you can you get those turnovers? Can you get those momentum killers where they just have to keep pressing and pressing and pressing? Uh, and I think that's where your advantage is going to be. It's not necessarily going to be uh, a foot race because it, it's just not with this Oregon team. As much as we'd like it to be as fancy as their uniforms are, as much as we remember them playing wow. the high pace, it's lean on them until they just say uncle. Hey, P.S. about those uniforms. I think they're doing the uh, green jerseys, white pants. I don't mind that. Is that... Does that ring a bell for you? Uh, no. You know the last time they did that? No. That was the old uh, Donald Duck game where they dressed oh, like with the ducks. orange, the orange socks. Yeah, and the orange yeah. Are they doing uh, the face orange? plates. Yeah, and they, then they do- lost to Colorado at home. <laughs> I did the, like. I they're did not like doing those. all of that, but I did like those uniforms. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't mind them. That was the year where they tried a whole bunch of stupid crap. Yeah, I think they had the they did the Webfoot uniforms that year. Yeah. And the, did they do the Lewis and Clark ones, or was that another year? Yeah, Those ones were they bad. did it that too. I was just not a fan. They, yeah. And I'm glad Mario Cristobal came in and just was like, you know, knock it off. Just yeah. can you just, look? You can do the style of uniforms. Yeah. Just 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 understate it a little bit. Yeah. I actually enjoyed the eggshell. Uh, the eggshell was cool. I thought that was uh, cool. Yeah. the The one that I didn't the one that I didn't understand is you have Colorado on your schedule. Yeah. Why do you pick to wear yellow and black against Colorado? They're golden black. To confuse the opponent. Yeah, just th- just th- <laughs> but he just, you know, it just threw me off. I was just, I was like, when you just go like, yeah. let's make sure we're the opposite. It's like if you're playing a team that has yellow in their uniform, like obviously you don't have to eliminate it from your uniform, or if their their primary color is black. I'm like, just just go the opposite, so you can be like, all right, this is us. That's them. It's always funny to me. Like the uniforms that I really hate are the. Uh, uh, Tennessee. Oh, they're doing the all blacks with the white helmets. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. I no, I'm opposite of you. Oh, you like? I that? love those. I think it's really cool when Tennessee does that. And it's not even black. It's like this. Uh, it's like a coal. No, like right now I'm looking at them. They're oh, black. I know. I am too. That's yeah. not black. That's coal. Okay, charcoal. Charcoal. Yeah. Well, why don't you know the difference helmet. of that? That doesn't. It just looks black to me. Maybe it's a TV. I'm gonna blame this TV in here. You uh, should. It's on all the time. Yeah. Well, no, we shut it off. No, you don't. I'm going to shut it off right now. Oh, no, I'm not. Dirt's coming in. But on normal on Saturdays. <laughs> I Dirt's not coming in for another game. hour. Oh, really? You never shut that TV off. All right. Well, Dirt's going to be here in another hour. What's next? Ducks Coaches Show. Oh, yeah, it is. All right. Well, stick around. Tenny the fans got everything you need to get you ready for Ducks football at 730 tonight. Do you think we got everybody ready enough? I think we did. Fans, are you ready? Everybody feeling it? Everybody. Stick your head out your car window and scream if right. we've gotten you ready. Oh, they're ready. I'm ready. I can hear them all. I can hear them all. All right. Enjoy the day of college football. Uh, we will be back next week. But for now, we're done. Bye-bye. always look on the bright side of life. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 